Hi, this is Vivian Kavam from TandemWorks, and you are listening to Success in Iowa. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Success in Iowa. I'm Todd Studer, and we welcome into the studio today, I'm actually pretty excited about this, because uh, Jody Bose and Kim Schneckloth own a company called Nesting Grounds. It's a coffee shop in Underwood, Iowa, and uh, you just won a competition that uh, there was a lot of entries in this, and yes. you guys came out on top. It was the Rev Pitch Competition put on by TS Bank. I have to admit something to both of you. I wasn't able to get there in time to see your pitch. I didn't see it. I was there afterwards. Oh, really? I had parenting duties going <laughs> on. <laughs> but, you know what that's like. But anyway, uh, so I want to learn a little bit more first off about uh, you guys before we start talking about uh, your business and also that competition because mm-hmm. that uh, that had to be a little bit nerve-wracking. But um, coffee shop, Underwood, Iowa, where did yes. the idea come from? Well, we are two uh, moms that, well, Kim really loves her coffee and we both uh, (laughs) have a knack for business and um, our community didn't have much uh, to offer. So we got together, we saw a lot um, in the middle of uh, the business district of Underwood. It was a house that was almost condemned and um, we went up to the owners of it and said, hey, what do you think about us buying this? And just out of the blue, you didn't even. Well, technically, I called and I said, "You want to sell this house to me?" And he said, "I do," <laughs> and because their front door was covered with sticky notes right. asking for them to call them for a rental, and then they decided to to sell yeah. it to us. They're a super great couple, lived right in Underwood, and yeah. they actually had a dream to do a coffee shop on the same property, but years down the road, and they just couldn't get there. So they thought it would be really cool to have it. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's a really interesting part of the yeah. story. You just make a cold call, yeah, and, yeah, and on a homeowner and say, "Hey, yeah. you know," and and you didn't ask. You said, "Oh, you want to sell it?" Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes, please, please. <laughs> yeah, and it worked out. Yeah. So. That is so awesome. Why coffee? I mean, you can open up any business. Why coffee? Well, I live for coffee, and I, um, I don't know. I have it every day, and I worked at a Starbucks in Colorado for a little bit, and then. When we were moving back to Underwood, I told my husband, I'm going to open up a coffee shop. And he goes, I hope you do. And then that's kind of where it started. And then I, I had talked to Jody about it. And Jody was like, I'm in. And so, and we went to high school together. So we know each other from, you know, many, many years back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which high school? Underwood. Oh, and, and Underwood. Yeah, we are Underwood natives, so. Okay. Um, my familiarity with Underwood began in the late 90s. So I'm not sure where you guys fit into that, but... Um, uh, back during my uh, sports casting days when I was with KMA, um, yeah. Underwood had a pretty good volleyball team back yes. then. Yes. Well, when we were in high school, we went to state. Um, our ba- our basketball girls went to state. Uh-huh. Um, football, that was... Right. We went to the to the Dome when we were in high school, so that's 20 years ago. Um, so, yeah, we had... We've, we, you know, we've got successful... Um, Football players. So it sounds like that yeah. might have been just after my time when I was uh, when you guys were were doing that. Yeah. Who was the volleyball coach back then? What, what was her name? Um, Paula Carmen was when we were in high school. Okay, that would it would have been uh, probably and someone previous to her. You know what? It would probably have been Joyce Tarks, I think, or Lois Johnson. I think those two were okay. um, coaches back then. Okay, and uh, I just uh, I remember going to state with the Underwood uh, volleyball team. Mm-hmm. Um, 
some things went wrong there that was out of their control. I remember uh, they were going into uh, uh, game five uh, in the first round, and in between, uh, one of the floor people came out and did a wet mop on the floor. Oh. And uh, they had just won uh, game four, and it uh, just took the rhythm out. Really? And, yeah, and that, wow. that was what happened. And, and I remember talking about that, just little stories that sure. stick in your head, you know, yeah. from, from back then. But uh, uh, let's get back to yeah. your success story here <laughs> with, with Nesting Ground. So how far back did the idea go? You said that you talked to your husband, uh, Kim, about uh, doing it, and he said you hoped it would. When, when was that? That was um, two years ago uh, last month. We moved back from Colorado. And so you have the idea, and did you get started before the pandemic hit or after? It was after. We got started. Well, it was during. We bought it in March of 2020. So no, right. 2021. 2021. We were talking about it. In 2020. In 2020. Okay. So we're in the heart of it we, then. Yeah. We, we really, yeah. guns a blazing, you know, already bought the property, started, you know, looking at contractors to dig, do the foundation in the heart of it. And it was, it was a crazy time because we were questioning everything we were doing. And we knew that shipping containers were out of, well, they were in the middle of the ocean at this time, you know? And so, um, yeah, it was, it was quite the question mark really. Yeah. And, um, it was emotional. It was very emotional. Up and down a lot. And then working with the town and stuff, it was just kind of, there was just a lot to it, but, um, we still get along yeah, we <laughs> and we're not divorced. Very so determined <laughs> we're all doing really well. Individuals. Yeah. Shipping containers though, over just say a regular stick built place. What, what was the thoughts behind that? So the, the town requires a steel structure. So once getting quotes for a regular building came through, it was like, Oh boy, financially we could not, we could not pull the trigger on that. And then we were like, what else is, we, we were looking at silos. We were looking at shipping containers, whatever was steel, we were looking at, and then, you know, we put our ideas together, and we we saw that we could make a U out of ship, shipping containers, which was like okay, Underwood, and then we came up with our name, Nesting Grounds, which is the Eagles. You know, everything kind of tied in. We were like, okay, this is, it kind of made sense from there. You were putting a lot of thought into how can we tie this into the community where we live. That's brilliant. Yes. It's all about them, though. Like, we wouldn't be here if we didn't have their support. Yeah. It, we knew, you know, Garcia's took a chance, and they are, they, they've made Underwood known, you know, throughout Iowa just for their, their Mexican um, d- dishes and their authentic. And we knew that once they came in, that the town just just supported them wholeheartedly and we thought you know what this it doesn't have to stop here um we can do something too you know it was it was great so what we did was we have a 40-foot shipping container of the coffee shop with the drive-through and then a 20-foot that's kind of runs parallel with the road and those are two bathrooms and then we have another 40-foot that runs parallel with the coffee shop and that'll be a pizza shop called birdie's pizza will be yep it's future pizza shop do you have a target date on that? Summer of next year. Summer of next year. Yeah. Oh, man, this is just so exciting that, to see this kind of thing. And stepping back for just a second, though, I see this story happen more and more often, especially around this area, that you graduate from a place in high school, 
My guess is right about that time you were thinking, we're not ever living in Underwood. We're getting out of here. Absolutely. That's, but when you leave and you have an experience outside, uh, uh, such as Kim, you were in uh, Castle Rock, Colorado. Beautiful area. Oh, my goodness. But you uh, decided to come back. And uh, Jody, you are, are staying, you're, you're in the yeah. same place where you graduated uh, from high school. That's what I'm seeing that people, as they start to have their own children and raising your own family, you start to think, oh, I now see the benefit to mm-hmm. why we were there. And Underwood's a great community. Oh, and not, not only that, but you've got close proximity that it's not much of a drive and you're in a metropolitan area. Mm-hmm. So th- obviously there's a great appeal uh, to that there. So Congratulations to both of you for uh, making that life decision because that's what keeps these smaller communities going is yeah. is the constant influx of uh, whether it's people coming back or whether people just moving there to begin with. And, and uh, these are the... That that in itself is success. Yeah. Uh, to be able to figure that out. So uh, how long has the uh, nesting grounds now been open? How long have you been... Uh, Officially, we opened our doors October 15th of this year. Um, and so like, it's been great closing um, in on almost a month end of, of three weeks, I think <laughs> yeah. coming up this week, yeah. the end of this next week, week yeah. it'll be a month. And as of today, we introduced, uh, breakfast items to our menu. Um, we were waiting on licensing for that and mm-hmm. which is, um, another small business within Underwood that we are, um, exclusively partnered up with. Uh, so she sells her baked goods. Excellent. Of, in that sting ground. So that's another, uh, really cool um you know we're we're trying to grow underwood and trying to show showcase other businesses within our town um it's another mom with four kids um just wanting a purpose and um something to fill her bucket and so we're really excited for her and to see her business grow from there so it's really cool all right let's talk about this rev pitch competition because now you've only been open you know less than a month however the initial uh, applications and everything else for Rev go back to previous uh, to you opening up. So yeah. when did you first have the idea that you wanted to be a part of that? Yeah, so a a mom within Underwood came up to us and said, hey, did you hear that, that this was, a, this was um, out there? And we didn't. We were so busy with getting things going. We I, I did not know about it. Um, and... She works um, within the, she's on the board of the Four Corners and, and really involved with that and um, brought it to our attention. We, we were like, okay, we cannot not do this. So um, we had about three weeks before the deadline to finish our uh, initial um, application. application. And we went as far as doing a video for it because we knew how important it was. It was it was a, probably a three to four month time frame that people we knew people had an advantage on us because I think they posted it in the spring or early summer that it was even a possibility. So we thought we need to do something special to just get our name out there. And um, so we did a video um, and submitted that along with the application just to kind of show our process. And it it turned out really nice. It did. We included our kids with it. And um, it was really neat. Discussed yeah. the future site for Birdie's Pizza also. And um, I kept getting so many, so much feedback about it and saying how our video just blew everybody away. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. 
So you go through the process of applying. Mm-hmm. Now, where where were you at when you found out that you had made top the, five? Yeah, the top five that you're going to get a chance to pitch now. Was that when yeah, we first I got a phone opened? call? No, it was just prior to opening. But we were training our our employees yes. at that time. Yeah, we weren't open yet. I was actually at home. I got the call from Kelsey that, congrats, are you sitting down? And I was actually sitting down at this moment, which is rare. And I was like, just hit me with it. And she was like, you are top five. There was 28 entries, you're top five. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. So I hurry up and call Kim. Oh, she was probably running around finding products. Yeah, I don't think I was sitting down at the time. No, definitely weren't. (laughs) And then, um, yeah, we were told, you know, it it was a shock. It was a blessing. And then it was like, get to work because we have a pitch to present. So within that time frame, we were opening. So we actually had to pause on our pitch because we had to focus on opening our shop. And then from the second the shop opened to, to our pitch was two full weeks. And those two weeks were dedicated to focusing on our pitch. We knew how important it was, um, and it was like a Shark Tank thing. So our nerves, you know, we had to make yeah. sure that we were presenting a product. And um, we had to make sure, too, that they understood where we came from as far as the community involvement. Because that is a huge part of our business. Because we want to grow this town. We want our kids, you know, to see what hard work can lead to. We want to show, like, from the start, our purpose and our mission. And it was it's lead, to lead from the front. You know, we... Our opening day, we showcased four organizations within our community, and 10% of our sales went to them, and we've already presented those checks to them, which is a huge community impact that we're just trying to showcase and, and to show that, listen, we can, we can do this together. Um, it takes a village, but we can grow Underwood. It's a possibility. A big part of a successful rev pitch is making sure, and you mentioned, that you need to have a product. You're not asking for operating money. There needs to really be something that um, you are presenting to the judges that this is what we will use this money for. What did you tell them? Well, it was funny because before we actually had the pitch, we met with two ladies that were actually at the pitch, but we did the whole slideshow with them and um, went over the whole thing. And then they were supposed to critique us, give us advice. And at the end, you know, we asked for every bit of that $14,000 and explained everything that we were going to spend it on. And then at the end of it, they said, you guys did a great job. Um, They may end up giving you guys the full amount. They could give you a portion. They could give all five of you guys some money. And I thought, boy, does this sound greedy that we're asking (laughs) for all of it? And we're telling them everything we'll spend it on. And they said, no, actually can you add some photos in? And um, so we added that to our slideshow and then we show up to pitch and no one is asking for the full amount. No one. They're all asking for 10,000 or 8,000. And I'm like, and, um, but we knew what we needed it for. And every bit will help our customers. It'll make our times faster. Um, So one of the things we want to do is have a microphone system that has a headset for our baristas. So just like when you go through a Starbucks or a Scooters, they'll drive through, they'll order. And then on the the part that you guys don't see is that the baristas all have headsets. So as soon as they hear it, they start making the drink. So then by the time the customer gets to the window, their drink is made. 
they pay and it gets handed out just like that versus them driving up to the window, placing the order, and then waiting for that drink to be made because that's the first time we hear about it when they arrive at the window. So that's one of the things. Uh, the next thing is uh, under-the-counter refrigerators. Those We have one right now, um, but we could definitely use one to two more. Um, for whatever reason, they are so expensive. But we, we would use that for we – have a, we have seven different milks. And uh, I did not know that coffee required, you know, that yeah. variety. <laughs> um, so we would fill those with, you know, the milks and – it would also expand our um, home-baked good menu um, to withhold any kind of uh, refrigerated items that we would need. Um, the other thing is light-up menus. Uh, right now, we just have a, a sign that's just kind of nailed onto our container, but um, in the early morning hours, those don't, you know, you can't really see those, so we would, we would like light-up menus. Um, LED lights. LED lights for our patio area. That is going to be used... Uh, our patio in the spring, summertime, fall, it's already being used even and it's cold out. Um, so we want to make that aesthetically pleasing um, and inviting. And so we think if we did um, light stringing across it and that kind of thing, it would, it would really draw in the um, our community. Um, and then we also want like an entertainment setup so that we can have local uh, talent come and, and perform. Because eventually when we have Birdie's Pizza open, we will also have like an outdoor television and uh, a beer license. So it'll be really nice to have it open later and then have local talents come and play the guitar or whatever it is. So pretty excited about it. Yeah. Big plans. Yeah. We have uh, lots of plans. A lot, lot of plans and, <laughs> and all of it's very excited. Now we should mention uh, for anyone who hadn't gotten the news yet that yes, you did pitch for the entire amount. You didn't get the entire amount, but you did get the bulk of it. Right. Uh, you got $10,000. Uh, there was a uh, another person that pitched uh, fermented felon won $4,000. Yes. He, he had just had a great redemption story. Yes, uh, but so. he, he, they deserve it. All yeah. of them, I feel like it took guts to get up there. All of them showcased you know, it's, it's hard putting yourself out there like that, um, saying you need, you could really use it. So congratulations for them on, uh, at least getting to top five. And like we said in the pitch, if we are there to support all of those small businesses, um, we've reached out, uh, about having noble provisions in our shop as a keto option, hopefully in the future. Um, but again, congratulations to all those that, you know, made it that far. So now, What's next? You've because uh, we're we're as we're recording this, we are in uh, just past the first week of November. Things are starting to cool down a little bit. I'm guessing, you know, once uh, the heart of winter gets here, then your outdoor seating area is probably not going to have much use until spring. So, where are things standing right now? I mean, what what is uh, the plan moving forward? I mean, to keep chugging along, um, we have a mobile app so people can place uh, their mobile order. They just come up to the window. They can just walk up to the window or come through the drive-thru. So that helps keep business going. And um, I mean, we have so many plans. We're working with the school to constantly figure out something to help the community because there's, there's families that are in need. And that's something that I've been constantly talking to the school about and meeting with the principal about doing um, some sort of like a five weeks of Christmas or something like that, figuring out what these families in need need, whether it be gloves, hats, and stuff. And so we're we're making progress with that and canned goods and stuff like that. So, I mean, 
Yep. This week alone, um, there's a pep rally because the boys are making it made it to the dome for football, and um, part of our proceeds on at the pep rally, they're going to go to help uh, get the cheerleaders, um, you know, help them get. Uh, Transportation. Yeah, transportation and that kind of thing. Meals. Yeah. Because they kind of get left behind. I mean, a lot of stuff gets donated for the football team for their travels and their food and stuff. But the the um, cheerleaders still have to find their way. They still have to find their own transportation, pay for their own food. And so we're trying to help with that. And then Wild Magnolias, which is our, our local bakery that provides us with our breakfast items, um, she's doing the same thing. So, and then I have a... Um, dessert bar and catering, and I'll be providing some of my proceeds to that too. Well, while we have an opportunity, let's let's talk about your product with the coffee mm-hmm. because as you're as you're getting ready for this, you had to you had to do some research, I'm sure, as to what kind of coffee you wanted to sell, and also how much of that tied into doing, say, market research to what the community wanted. Well, that was. Um, That was a tough one. I initially wanted to use Black Rifle Coffee. I liked what they stood for. I liked that some of their proceeds go to veterans. Um, We got close to opening, and then we found out that you can't even give away brewed coffee from Black Rifle, let alone sell it. So in my mind for like a year, I thought that that's what we were going to go for. And and then uh, really close to when we were planning on opening and starting to train, I was scrambling. Uh, she doesn't drink coffee, so it was totally on me to figure out what what we're going to provide our customers. And um, it was the strangest thing. I was at Restaurant Depot, and I'm in the cup aisle. You know, every aisle is bare. You can't really count on getting product there, so I'm worried about paper products. I'm worried about coffee. And we've met with Reinhardt at the time. They don't provide a lot of that stuff. So we're confused what we're going to do. I'm in the cup aisle at Restaurant Depot and this really awesome couple of girls, I, I talk to everybody. Oh my goodness. I talk to everybody. My husband hates going out with me because I start conversations with everybody. Well, I ended up talking to these women and they said, oh, um, well, we get our syrups from Hill of Beans. Never heard of it. So um, they said, yeah, we can also, you can also get coffee there and stuff like that. They did not explain it at all for what it actually is. It is this incredible business. You place an order for their espresso. They roast it the same day, super fresh. Um, They take my texts at any time of the day, and I have proof. (laughs) (laughs) Hannah, if you're listening, (laughs) you've been super great. (laughs) Yes. Um, All those girls are great, and it's local. It's in Omaha off 144th and Maple. Um, that is their roast location. Yeah. They also have different like coffee, like um, like coffee shops. But this is their roast location, and so super super cool story. I end up going out there, meeting with Hannah. We um, figured out what we were going to order. They gave us samples and stuff like that. Kind of narrowed it down, and then um, we have our grand opening. And these women who told me about Hilla Beans came out to our grand opening and they were struggling with finding a place to get paper products. And it's like I said, it's a hit and miss when you go to Restaurant Depot, which is where they typically try to go. And if they don't have their product, they don't get to sell that size. So um, 
for a few weeks, I keep thinking, man, I really wish I would have gotten these ladies' numbers because when I went to Hello Beans, I asked them where they get their paper products, and they get them from Larson Supply, which is Assistant Council Bluffs. So I was able to tell the ladies about it, and they were so thrilled. So anyway, it's just really cool because small businesses need each other. And um, Hilla Beans needs us. We need them. These couple of ladies that do Renaissance coffee fairs. I don't know. Maybe you can have them on here sometime. <laughs> um, but they needed paper products. And so now they shop at Larson Supply. So it's really cool. Right in Council Bluffs. So it's just this triangle of all these women talking about their businesses and it all just kind of it's it's such a small world yeah it's just it comes down to people helping people and And we all want thriving yeah and we all want everybody to thrive so it's it was it's just really cool so now hilla beans they all came out was it last sunday yeah they did um there was like five of them or something they came out and they um on their day off their only day off and they came came out and and support us yeah all the way from omaha it was really cool. It was really cool. You kind of touched on something that I heard a stat recently that it's about 99% of our economy is based on small businesses. And the, what you guys are doing with networking together and using each other and supporting each other, this is what makes the economy work. Right, we, we get focused on the large corporation and what they talk about, the one percenters and all of that. That's not where everyone's living their life. Right. It's it's with what you guys are doing, and it's it's about reaching out to the people that you like to do business with, and the customer service that you provide and is provided back to you. That's why we do this podcast. It's uh, I, I think the large success stories are great. You guys are just getting going, and there's already uh, a lot of success there. So. Congratulations on everything that you've accomplished so far, and I'm I, I haven't been up to Underwood to try your coffee yet. I'm gonna it's on my it's on my to do list. Shame on you. It's coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> and also congratulations on uh, the successful uh, rev pitch. And yes. I know yeah. that um, uh, it's the feeling of accomplishment with something like that especially when you step out of uh, step out of your comfort zone a little yeah. bit and then still be able to do it because one of my favorite sayings is you want to be successful, get comfortable with failure. So it doesn't, the outcome to me wasn't as important as your willingness to do it. Yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. I think that that is what is going to continue to feed your success as you continue on. So uh, thank you both very much for coming in, being a part of the podcast and also for everything that you're doing in the community. I think it's wonderful. Yeah, we're lucky to be there, and we're lucky for the support of the of the town. So we're excited for this next year of business. We thank you for listening to Success in Iowa. We're always looking for more success stories. So if you happen to know of someone, just reach out here or leave us a comment, and we would love to have them on the podcast as well. So until the next episode, take care.